talk about news, politics, corruption, conspiracy theories, and everything, everything in between. between. I am Los. I am Nick. And over there, I'm Sarah. That's right. Check us out on Facebook, like us on SoundCloud, and follow us on Twitters at EMX Podcast. How's it, how do we spell it? EMX Pod. Great, great, great. I'm going to turn this down a bit. Yeah. Oh, there we go. All right. Fade that shit out. Yeah, fade. Oh, that's a quick fade there. <laughs> Welcome to the show. Today is January 3rd, 2017. We are here again in Austin, Texas in Los Studios. Give it up, y'all. Woo! <laughs> that's right. So, there's a new show because there's a new year. Right. We're going to still be talking about uh, the crazy conspiracy theories and the crazy out there outlandish stories that we normally do but today we're going to go a little bit different and i'm excited i hope you all are excited as well you guys can talk nick say hi hi that's right there's yeah. nick so and then sarah's going to sarah's our new brand new edition that's what we've been doing over the the break we decided to go get us somebody new yeah how's it going everybody you might remember that voice from <laughs> our soul engineering episode that's right she is sarah john dre oh did i say that right <laughs> john dro Oh, yeah, D- John wow. Drew. That's right. Way to overdo it. Hey, well, you know, come on. John Drew. <laughs> yeah, because the Drew. That's how I can remember that. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> well, <laughs> what the do you Drew, bring? The that's how, yeah, that makes sense. We, we all bring something different to this table, in which now we actually do have a table here. It used to just be yeah. couch, and we got this new, it's actually my old table, but now it's our podcast table. That's right. Yes. It makes us look very official for the folks back home. Yes, and we're streaming live on Facebook at the moment. If you're listening to a podcast of this, you're probably not going to be able to see this live. You can go to Emergency Exit Podcast on Facebook. Check it out. Don't forget to give us a like, subscribe, tell your friends, because that's how we're going to make this world go around. That's right. So, <laughs> welcome again. We're going to be doing tension and release here in a second. We've got a musical act here. She's sitting right to my right. That's right. Her name is Amber Lucille, and she's going to be hanging out. We're going to be talking, uh, ask her some questions, shooting mm-hmm. the shit. We're going to be playing a little game called Idiot or Idiom, and they're going to try to win the Golden Jazz Master. That's right. It's going to be super sweet. <laughs> All right. So let's just get things started real quick. I just wanted to talk a little bit about the new host. The new host. The new host, Sarah. Sarah, what do you do? Um, what are so you? <laughs> are you an alien or something? S- many Reptilians? things. <laughs> many things. Quite possibly, no. But um, 
one of the things that I do currently is astrology readings. I just recently got into like doing it like as a business a few months ago, but I've been like following astrology for the last like five years or so. And so like, I just kind of like learned it from following other astrologers and he's very so now, I'm doing, now I'm doing readings in that, in that area, but I also studied uh, hypnotherapy. So I do some stuff with like subconscious mind and like psychology yes. and like, that kind of stuff is uh, as well, and stay on that, my girl. Yeah, and I'm also a musician. And yes, that's and Nick, another musician. Some Nick is also things. a musician as well. Am I? I, I am a musician. No, no, not on only a good day. On a good day, she's a musician. Yo, you're a musician. She, <laughs> she. He's actually a she. I don't know if you know that. Yeah. Well, another conspiracy in the bucket right there. This is <laughs> 2000s, man. You can't assume. So, we are all musicians, and we're actually going to take it into a little bit of tension. And Sarah. <laughs> yes. So beautiful. We make such awesome music together, don't we? We do. That's right. That's a euphemism for love. Mm. We make such beautiful love together. Not weird at all. You guys, make it weird. you guys, when you guys make it silent, it makes it sound weird. You're supposed to, <laughs> supposed to be like, yes, that sounds beautiful. It's absolutely beautiful. So... Welcome to Tension and Release. This is part of our emergency exit show where we're going to talk about music. And in some cases, we're actually going to have people in to talk about music. And we have a musician. Her name is Amber Lucille. Hello. Hello, everyone. That's right. How's it going? Very well. How are you? Pretty good. Awesome. And so she plays music. <laughs> I'm going to get into my NPR voice here. We're going to play a little bit here. Um, <sighs> That was delicious. Well, we're gonna we're gonna talk to you. Hello, we're talking to you. Why do we have to tell? I don't have to tell you what we're doing. Hello. Hello, we're talking. Yeah. What are we gonna talk about? Weird, man. I'm gonna ask you a question. Okay. And you're gonna answer it. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds easy, right? All right. So you've been a musician for how long? Probably started. I almost don't want to say it. It'll date me a little bit. 30 years ago. Okay. She's only 32, so that's like. I know. Shoot, that's great. I was two when I picked up the <laughs> guitar. Yeah. <laughs> right. Could you might have heard it. about her. She's a <laughs> guitar prodigy. So what kind of music got you into playing? I guess my first love was folk, folk type mm. music. I love folk. I love the folk. Like uh, what kind of band? What, what was your favorite band back then? Or artist, I guess. Folk tends to be. Okay. Well, supposedly. Okay. So. I was in the womb with my twin sister, Ronnie Stone, who also plays music here in Austin. Her band's called Relative Circle. That's right. Relative Circle. And we're twins. Relative. And my mom said that the only thing she had to listen to in the car when she drove around was a John Denver 8-track. Wow. Mm. And she listened to it constantly while I was in the womb. And I swear, I'm a giant John Denver fan. Like it worked. Yeah, for my entire life, I, I'm definitely hooked on that and uh, other folk music, other type of mellow stuff like when I was growing up, Simon and Garfunkel type stuff, <sighs> Joni Mitchell. Yes. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. All good. All good. Mm. So a lot of you liked, were you, sounds like you're influenced by the, the lady singers, huh? <laughs> Actually, not no. really because I, I cover about 120 songs. There's maybe... Uh, 20 of those are female songs. Yes. So I just don't. 20%. I sing mostly male songs, but I don't, I, I wouldn't say either one was 
one of my biggest influences period is like Tom Petty so mm. oh uh, that was that's absolutely one of mine uh, starting absolutely. I had a tape dude and I used to think it was running down the drain running down a drain was that a weird running down the drain, down the drain never would come me when I'm in your re- that was I was a kid I was I had when to you tape. get those lyrics <laughs> wrong running down right. the drain anyways what was I gonna say here so um, <laughs> well you guys got me all sidetracked with me singing there you guys have a question you guys are so well, I, had no, a, I have a strong connection with John Denver, actually. Like, I, I was actually born in Colorado, and I know that my dad's friend was a pilot, and he, like, knew John Denver or something. And, like, I've, I would listen to John Denver all the time oh growing man. up, too. Cool. Like, I had, like, this one tape that I would listen to all the time. Like, I was, like, in love with that one tape of John Denver. So, yeah, am I not talking right uh, into yeah. it? <laughs> Get up in it's that okay. bad boy. See, you <laughs> fall in love with it if you, if you even have one mm. album of his. Yeah, yeah, it was good stuff as a kid. Yeah, right on. Oh man, I had a really good question. It jumped right out of my. But I'm gonna just go no, into. No, you still got it. It'll it'll <laughs> give it back to me. Yeah, give it, it back to me. So did you see it jump out? All right, now it's gone. Let's get <laughs> to some fun questions. Favorite '90s jam? Smashing Pumpkins. Which uh, one? Uh, Cherub Rocks. Uh, how's that one go? That goes. Uh, I don't know. I wasn't. Too, you didn't like I wasn't a pumpkin or. I mean, I knew like the radio one, the ones on like TV. How do you smashing pumpkins? Just man, it, all right. In the '90s, when everybody's like smashing pumpkins and Nirvana and Rage and all the stuff that was big at the time, I was Beatles and Zeppelin, and I would go around talking about Herman's Hermits when everybody was fucking singing. He, she's going the distance. Dude, by the way, so, that's a great song. I, I mean, I, now I've I've gone back and gained and appreciate, but I was late to the game. I was falling like, has everybody heard Rage or Cake? And they're like, yeah, we're fucking worn out on it. Mm-hmm. We've moved on. And I'm like, no, ah, oh, damn it. But it just wasn't wasn't my thing. I never got the. Aww. So. You know, I really liked mellow stuff in the '90s, like um, Cheryl Crow and Tracy Chapman and that type of stuff. I really, <laughs> I was just throwing out a rock title that I really liked. Oh, hey, no, there's just whatever. What was your 90s jam, right? Mine, mine, my, mine, my, my, <laughs> did I say that right? No. Okay, moving on. My favorite 90s jam, I skip because I'm, I'm interviewing. How's it? <laughs> <laughs> so in this, it, it's a very male-dominated industry, the, you know, the musician industry. How does it feel to be a woman in this industry? Um, it's definitely fun uh, and challenging, which is the fun part about it. Um, just to work hard, be a band leader, you know, know, you know what it feels like to be the other positions in the band. Um, be a side woman also is the whole thing is is fun because I I don't let the guys like get me down if you know. She's a real woo man. I think that's where that word actually comes from scientifically, guys. <laughs> if you look it up, uh, there's some old literature where there's like, Woo, man! I'm going to call bullshit. <laughs> We're going to play oh, Idiot or Idiom one. real soon here, and that's how you're going to play that game. I want to make something Basically, up. Basically, call or, bullshit, yeah. Anyways, we're going to keep going on here. <laughs> <laughs> Forget that. Um, do you believe in any conspiracy theories at all? Well, I mean, I could say yes to, like, that question because nine eleven. You. D- oh, that was gonna be one, one of, of the gotcha questions. questions. One of my questions. You so, just do you believe that nine eleven? Yeah. Do you believe that nine eleven was an inside job perpetrated by the government elite? I mean, yes, you could definitely say it like exactly like that, and I, you know, I'd be on the fence on that side of the fence and say yes. I know what you mean. I, I know what you mean. What 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 happened at nine eleven? 
seems like there was some planning beforehand. Uh, they they were demolished directly straight into uh, uh, like um, you know their basements, basically exactly like a demolition. It's unfortunate mm-hmm. for you know all the all the tragedy that came from that. If it was you know designed, you know just to destroy these very old buildings in New York City. It, it's a it's a tragedy what happened to those uh, people and the buildings, and it does seem like. There is some sort of government hand. I don't know about the whole. I'm pretty sure it didn't just like crumble into its own footprint because it spread out for blocks. You know, mm. there was a lot of debris. It didn't just fall into the basement. Um, however, I, I do know. think that a building that tall, if it's actually falling because of it got hit by a plane, like did you see it? It just collapsed on itself, like it. And they say it was free fall as well. Untelescoped. Down, like uh, it seemed very controlled demolition. Well, no, it's the yeah. r- no. Well, it makes complete sense that it didn't just fall into its own footprint. There's a lot. There's a lot of stuff. Where do you think it's going? Just straight into the ground. It's spreading. Well, it, it spreads it, as it, it falls, but it out. didn't like. And it's the reason why <laughs> Building Seven uh, caught on fire, and then it burned from the inside out and dr- uh, dropped too. I don't know, man. It seemed. I can say, pretty controlled um, to me. wasn't there that chemical found that's hot enough to? Um, they make say thermite. Well, okay, the the chem- <laughs> what the See, the pipe is shit. The byproduct of thermite mm-hmm. is uh, iron, because you're taking uh, rust and um, some uh, some sort of aluminum-looking thing. Um, it's in etch sketches Don't you ever watch Breaking? He has never watched Breaking Bad, believe it or not. Uh, only after season Me three. Neither. So, season oh three. well, we'll have to get into that and why you guys are terrible people for not terrible watching. People. It. <laughs> 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 but yes, those. no. They say that the the byproduct of that of that chemical burning is is iron but i mean that shit's all over the place already you know and they're w- and it, it's made of steel and iron you know of course there's going to be that i mean check my I sources i'm not sure exactly we've talked about doing this show for a while we just haven't tackled it yet so we'll, we'll I have to ask her back when yeah, we do the yeah, well, show absolutely we'll have i have no more knowledge than basically what i just said <laughs> just yeah, from so watching these documentaries that I came out at the at the time oh yeah like sticky change or um you know sticky fahrenheit change. is that a rapper fahrenheit yeah, sticky change is that mm. the name of it? I don't know what you're talking they, about. Uh, people were giving them away free when I was in Venice Beach, actually on the beach. Uh, you know, on the boardwalk there. Yes, um, <coughs> that's how I first got that uh, information. Really, really misinformation. Well, that's a matter okay. Here's of the opinion, thing, isn't it? Here's the thing. It did happen. Nine eleven did happen. Well, nobody's I'm disputing that it happened. Well, it happened as it w- as the NIST report came out and said, like it, it, everything that they they gave it scientific everything. The problem is, um, it did happen. We knew it was going to happen. That's why it happened, you know. And so with that, you know, you guys, we can say that there was explosions. It looked like this and everything, but isn't it more realistic to believe that? We knew it was going to happen, and we let it happen exactly as we were told it was after the reports well, and everything. Do you think a plane can be off course for that long, and they're just like not going to know or do anything about it? What did I just say? They know about right. it. I know. I was just back supporting your statement. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. Jesus. He's absolutely right. Everybody listen to him. That's right. I'm fired <laughs> up. When you get me talking about 9-11, <laughs> I get all fired up, and I get all fired up. That's right. Like, uh, number one's coming in. She wins by a nose. Oh, I thought you were going to be the micro machine guy. Oh, you know it's cool. Have you ever seen those auctioneer? Uh, those <laughs> auctioneer. So uh, no, it's kind of still on topic. <laughs> the auctioneer rap videos on YouTube. You, I recommend it, but it's like two. We got another one. And then they put a beat behind it, like one, two, three, four. 
Nothing. You guys are fucking <laughs> like stones, bro. Shit, this is. Uh, I'd be terrible good. at that at knowing yeah. what they were saying and and uh-huh. bidding. Just <laughs> never raise your hands. Wait, if you're in an auction, just don't ever just keep your hands down. I should put them on just <laughs> to have fun can. with it. That's all I know. So you said uh, uh, I got one great one here. What's a r- guilty pleasure song you got? Ooh yeah. What's something that just like you don't really want anyone to know, even though you're gonna let a bunch of people know right now? What is that song? Maybe it could be the Macarena. Oh, okay. Uh, if it's something like that, I mean, what was that Millie Vanilli song? Blame it on the rain. Yeah, stuff like that. Blame it on the rain. (laughs) But I mean, I could think of twenty others if I had time. Uh, Off the top of my head, that was a good song. Top of my head, y'all. And then that guy died later on. That's right. Was it Billy or Vanilli? One of the. Oh yeah, one of the Vanillis. I think it was. They got their Grammy taken away, and then Sinead O'Connor. Ooh, nothing compares to you. Mm. That was written sweetie. by Prince. Is that right? That's right. I believe it. That's right. That written mm-hmm. by Prince. That's right. But she <laughs> sang the shit out of it. Goddamn fuck. I've actually thought about covering that. I always thought it would be really funny for a dude to pull that out at an acoustic set randomly and just have everybody, cool. th- everybody in the crowd go, "What the fuck is?" That? I would like that. I've I've thought about learning that actually. That's funny you bring that up. Amber Lucille. I would say mine was uh, All I Want to Do by Sheryl Crow up until the time I was I allegedly tripping acid and ended up playing it for half an hour straight. I got a feeling but, yeah. Nick's not the only <laughs> one. Be. All he wants to do is have some come. That's right. Oh, dude. I know. You know I'm going to go there. So, do you believe... Okay, I was going to ask you... What about yours or Sarah? Anybody else chiming in on the... Oh, yeah. Listen. Oh, I don't know. Anybody else throwing out guilty pleasures? I'm going to tell you mine is It's Friday I'm in Love by The Cure. That's just a. Mm. Oh, that's good. That's, that's, a nice that's not too guilt. That's. I don't think that's guilty. Where I come from, that's guilty. Where you bro. come from? <laughs> okay, so here's a John Denver one. Ooh. Sunshine on my shoulders. Oh, makes man, me I wish happy. I knew all these songs you guys are talking about. How do you not know Sunshine on my shoulders? Because that man. is a, a definitely dorky to say that you love that song. I think in a way. Sunshine on yeah. my shoulders. You don't want to follow me. Follow me or Sounds familiar. I love that song. Yeah. I used to. Well, yeah, that you. One. you been exposed to it since before you were born, even. It's just like mm-hmm. <laughs> ingrained. What are you doing? Oh, I thought you were up to no good. Over so there. you said you're a twin. Yes. So do you ever feel simpatico? Things happen, things you guys, there's there a connection, a strong connection that you two share? I think so, more so than probably anyone else, any regular siblings, even. So, yeah, as twins, you definitely. But I've talked to other twins about that not that long ago, and and I asked this guy twin if, all right, so your twin is like the most important person to you no matter what, and forever and ever, and he's like, uh, no, uh, my, my wife is, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, but you know, but your twin, like, come on, and he was like, no, 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 my wife, and I was just like, oh, okay, well, that's kind of how wife. I feel about my sister is that more important probably most important person on the earth, I guess, even when you don't get along. Oh yeah, absolutely. So mm-hmm. you see, you were telling me that was something crazy that happened between you two. That was like, oh, you guys matched up there. Well, like if she gets hurt, do you feel it? Is that, is that oh, sort of thing? like Cheech and Chong in that Corsten Brothers movie? Yeah. Yeah, like what we like we'll find dolls. out that we have things in common. Like I was talking about the jalapeno beer from Twisted X. Yes, I've actually got a Twisted X shirt on. That's right. And uh, played there on Shout out. Christmas Eve, uh, New Year's Eve day, and uh, they gave me a bunch of free Fuego, and it's they don't sell it at H E B anymore. 
I found out my sister also likes jalapeno beer. Jalapeno. That's a good coincidence. I actually Mm -hmm. like their their I like their jalapeno one, but I like their jalapeno one. It's really, really like really good. (laughs) You guys, you guys suck, dude. (laughs) All right, that was a Trailer Park Boys reference, there, wasn't it? Yeah, duh. Yeah, duh. Yeah, duh. You guys gotta start watching some shows. Get learned. (laughs) Get learned. You know, it makes for to beat a man. Your brain, get your brain on. uh, Get your brain learned. These different departments in the brain. Yeah. (laughs) You know, it doesn't take rocket appliances. (laughs) <laughs> have you ever seen a ghost i think so you think so what happened but you can never really be sure right no you did see a ghost what happened um i really did i think because uh my uncle he died suddenly in a fire and oh. um this was uh, probably 15 years ago but he had helped me move two weeks prior um into a new place and um, i woke up in the middle of the night with a black figure standing in front of the bed, I felt like he came back to say goodbye. It woke me up, and oh I felt like it was him. How old were you? Uh, probably twenty. Oh, so you're in your your twenties. All right. So, I was gonna say like kids are more mm-hmm. they see more of that stuff because they live on a different light spectrum than we do when we're as adults. Did you see ghosts when you were a kid? The thing is, I have never seen a ghost, and I never believed in them. And I still, I want to believe because I grew up as a magician, and I know, I know tricks, and I know illusions. And because of my knowledge of all that stuff, it makes it hard for me to believe in religion and spiritualism. And just because I know I can emulate that stuff and make it seem real, you know. And there's a lot Mm -hmm. of charlatans out there, a lot of people not, not up on the up and up. And then I see those and. I'm on a I'm on a quest at the moment to be more to figure out why I'm like that, why I can why I need to figure out this because I love what's up there in the cosmos and I need to figure out what kind of connection there is. And it's it's why we have Sarah on the show now. She's going to she's going to bring light, <laughs> bring the supernatural. Exactly. She's going to show me because, you know, and I got started getting all these weird, crazy books, hey, big questions on physics, you know, Hawking books on. I don't think black Stephen Hawking is going to help you find ghosts. Though. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Stephen Hawking. I does believe not believe that in you are incorrect and I will get out of this chair and fuck you up. Stephen, shake it easy, Stephen. <laughs> don't. Hold me back. What are his feelings Hold on, me back. on ghosts and the supernatural? I don't think he would be much of a... No, they don't believe in that shit. They're, right. It he seems, seems I was always on their side, but what if there is? What if there how is? Do you, how does he know for sure? I d- I'm just saying he seems like the type that would Sitting need definitive chair? proof before he really buys into anything. So until you can prove... Like, he would have to see a ghost come up and say, Steven, I am fucking real for him to believe in it, I feel. Are you for real? <laughs> you play the ghost. I'll play Stephen Hawking. All right. Now... <laughs> Is that you? Are you a ghost? Let's let's stop making fun of Stephen. It's just it's not right. Come on, play the ghost. I mean, no, someone play the ghost. This is gonna be fun. No, you you're not that. any fun. You suck at playing games. I hope you die. I am Stephen. You Hawking. sound like the the guy from Grandma's Boy who always talks in his robot voice. I am just a robot. <laughs> JP or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. All right. You guys are a lot of fun. I love you guys. <laughs> well, What's the scariest thing that's happened to you? <laughs> that's right. I mean, I guess getting arrested was scary. <laughs> I could, yeah, that's that's pretty scary. 
I, I did a different way, I think, than what you were asked, but yeah. <laughs> but I can't think of really too many moments where I'm super scared because I even love to watch horror movies, and even if I'm by myself, it doesn't matter. Because I think, here's another funny story. I grew up with five, uh, uh, well, five of us kids all together, my sister and three brothers, and when The Exorcist came out, we watched it, like, constantly, like, mm. over and over and over until we were, like, laughing. Love that movie. Now, that's a weird Never story, right? Like, why would kids, kids do that? Kids really wouldn't watch that, yeah. That's uh, true. But, like, you know, we were left at home alone a lot. And uh, after that... So you that, just decided to watch The Exorcist. <laughs> yeah, I could never watch scary movies. You got movies desensitized to it. scared I guess anymore. so. Like, for me, it was, I want to watch Ninja Turtles again, but no. The Lucille clan was Exorcist. Let's throw <laughs> on some fucking Hellraiser. Ra- Hell the something. Lucille clan... That's a, that's a pretty well, sweet name right there for a band. Actually, Lucille's my middle name, and my mom, oh. my mom uh, picked well, it. I ruined that. I fucked that all. You just ruined sorry. the illusion. Yeah, I'm I did the same thing though too. So, I Bro. wish Lucille was my last name. That'd be a cool last name. No, 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 no. Yeah, it would. It would. That's your show business name. Then you have your real name for you know for to keep her Texas. anonymity. Absolutely. So when you go to the <laughs> hotel, you don't have all those male groupies coming at you. You know, be beating them up with a stick. I know. Look at this guy's stack. They can find me if they knew my name. Have you ever had a male groupie come up to you and just give himself to uh, you? Like an inappropriate. <laughs> uh, it's, not, it's never inappropriate. Can I pass on that question? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's just listen to one of your songs then instead. This one's Carried Away by Amber Lucille Band.
That's right. That was Carried Away by Amber Lucy. That's a beautiful song. Thanks. Hope you all enjoyed listening to it. Where can we listen to that song? What can we do to get that in our ears? Uh, ReverbNation.com backslash Amber Lucille. That's where I got it. That's yeah. great. You guys <laughs> should go out there and get it. Well, I wanted her to say it. You know, make We're her wait right. for it. Or you can buy it on iTunes. Buy it on iTunes. Look up Amber Lucille. Support your nice. local musician if Absolutely you're in Austin. Do. Support these Austin creatives, guys. That's why Game I right. only drink. Uh, that's why I only like to drink uh, local beer on the show when I'm drinking that's local right. beer. Our, when we do, when we do our, guy local? our brew world order. Well, it's not local. Uh, well, we have a when we do beers, we do a brew world order instead of new world order. And it's um, our beer of the week, so then we'll rate it uh, on a scale of one to five. That's right. Which we're not doing cool. this week, but we are sipping on some Jim Beam because we're hoping to get some. Uh, I'm drinking product it, endorsements. I'm drinking it prohibition style. That's right, in a coffee <laughs> mug. All right. <laughs> this is this is Coca-Cola. Yeah. Coca-Cola. Mixed with cola. mostly whiskey. That's right. So cheers to everybody. This has been cheers. a great interview with you. We're going to go straight into the mystic. Into the mystic. That's right. We're going to go into the mystic with Sarah. Sarah's going to join us and give us some insight. What do you got this week? So I'm just going to talk a little bit about the astrology, (laughs) which is basically just however the planets are right now in the sky, what kind of energies are going on and how that's affecting us down here. And um, right now, actually, we have something very interesting going on. We have... Six. We have five planets, or five celestial bodies. I celestial should say. Celestial bodies. Yes. Five of them are in Pisces right now, and Pisces is a very dreamy kind of like sign, and like emotional too. And, and so it's not very like like imagine a fish. Like Pisces is the fish, and like they're a dual fish. So I don't know. It's very weird, kind of like a weird energy. And t- so today and tomorrow are going to be like this kind of like weird days. Like it's going to be kind of a weird week. Um, and like there's this part of us, though, right now that wants to like get all of our ducks in the line and like get everything structured and organized because we have all this Capricorn energy going on right now, which is very much like put in your structures, get your work together. Mm. And like everybody's trying to get like the get everything in a line and in a row and in place for them to like build upon for the year and create these new kind of structures and um, so you really want that, and this individuality is really coming out. You're really getting to know yourself and have this individuality come out right now. But with all the things in Pisces, things are moving a little bit slower than you want them to. Like you might like have all these, like you want to get this done and this done and this done, but like they're not moving as fast as you want them to. So that's kind of like what's going on right now. And um, the other thing is, well, Mercury. It's still retrograding right now, which I'm sure p- many people what is retrograde? probably heard about retrograde. So it, it appears like it's moving backwards in the sky, but... It's actually going behind? Yeah, so really it's like from Earth's perspective, it's like going one way around the sun and then the other way around the sun. But to us, it looks like it's going backwards, but really it's just rotating around the sun. Um, but from our perspective, it's it is appearing as going backwards. So that what that means for us is that we're going internal with our thoughts so these past couple weeks we may have felt really internal and maybe like past people from our lives might come up 
or you may think about things from the past or like you're really like reflecting on a lot and so whenever mercury goes retrograde and it's also things where like technology might not go as you want it to go and like things could break down like that's another side of it too but that's coming direct on january 8th so on january 8th things are just going to start to like be more outward so even though we're internal during this time um but at the end of january january 28th things are going to just like like fire rocket because mars is like the action planet and it's right now in pisces and this very dreamy like ooh, like this kind of sign like pisces is just like flowing like water and all this and then the action planet is going to hit aries like this fire sign and we're just going to get all our shit and just like start like going crazy like at the end of january things are just going to start getting crazy but yeah we're going to be doing a lot of uh and as far as like globally so much is restructuring right now like all the government structures financial structures like political structures like everything's going to be transforming because all this shit the deception that's been going on on the planet all the deception is like all this pisces energy is like they're deceiving us through the media and through things like this and so all that the deception is coming out and more and more people are waking up to it and there's going to be very much this restructuring like all of us are going to realize we need to change what's going on here because it's just not right anymore and like we have jupiter and libra which is like trying to get everything fair and then we have pluto and capricorn which is like transforming the structures so that's like a little bit of what's going to be going on throughout the whole year and for years to come actually but that's something that we're going through damn you got all that from a picture yeah yeah what what are you looking at there (laughs) look at that i'm looking at this chart She's looking at this chart it's on like her phone. Crazy that was language. Like, it makes sense though. That was it's like some crazy different language, but right now I don't know why it's not coming. It was like one solid fluid yeah, uninterrupted yeah. fifteen minute How did ran you do that? off of a that was amazing. That was. I was <laughs> Guys, to, I don't know. I just started doing this like you just and yeah, went I with it. Connect with it and I can understand it and I I, I, I like doing it. <laughs> wow, it sounded cool. It makes like sense everything it. you said too up to uh, now mm-hmm. what's been going on mm-hmm. this is exactly right what happened to me what's been happening to me Tell yeah what's and so like we yeah. could look at your individual chart and tell even more like this is just about what everybody so you take like through. this is the general chart which you yeah. just read and then the you can take that and like shape it to like an individual depending on exactly cool. you guys are getting See? it you two are gonna have to go and get a drink later and like fucking yeah we'll <laughs> all right charts or something yeah for sure and like check out soulgineering soulgineering.org yeah or soulgineering on facebook and we're doing readings so there you go engineering soulgineering engineering the soul because like so we call it a soul print like your astrology like exactly where all the planets were when you were born is like a soul print like almost like a a blueprint of your soul or like a fingerprint of your soul Weird, i get it that's so cool. Exactly yeah. where they were aligned. Yeah, exactly. Like at the, the degrees to the exact degree of like everything and like now looking at all the relationships and what that means for you. And stuff. Is it just the moment you were born or is it about like while you were incubating, I guess, for lack of a no, better word? It's, like it's just like exactly when, just you, when were you were born. born. Like right when you were born on your birth certificate, it'll say the time that you were born. Like as soon as you okay. were in this world. I don't know if, if you know, as you were coming <laughs> to be, if the yeah. way things were shaped you when in any conceived. way. Well, well, that'd be either conceived or, yeah, or at least during that, during, well, during that nine months, you know, yeah. during the, 
but does it a day a matter pregnancy. because you know every millisecond counts, right? Yeah, like, as it, they're it moving? does. Yeah, well, because all these things are constantly moving. They're moving. So yeah, so every second they're at a slightly different spot. Yep. I can see that. Yep. And so that's what makes every person it's unique. Like Joni like Mitchell said, are we are twin, stardust. Even if you are a twin, you weren't born at the exact same time, I right? Know. So like that makes you guys different because yeah. you have like slightly different. We were actually 16 minutes apart. That's Six quite a bit yeah. for twins. Yeah. Is that so that means that our charts would be way different. Yeah, they would be different. Like, you guys would have a different, like, outward personality. So is Do it you? possible? Yes. Yeah. Is, it, is it possible if they pulled them, two twins, or just a set of twins, <laughs> they them. and they pulled them out <laughs> at they the same exact out. time? Like, like it has to be C-section. They used to pull them out. They pull them out. Like, like they, they, they literally grab, like, like, both their feet. They think it's one, and they pull... And then uh, they pulled out two babies at the same time. Would that, that wouldn't happen? What if? <laughs> if the baby let's go C section at least for the sake of the, the mother, for God's sake. Person? All right, let's. Well, probably not, but you know, because there's also the influence of your environment. Uh, yeah, C section where both babies came <laughs> out at once, but then that's not even. Their <laughs> I like exact my scenario better. No. <laughs> Out. I guess this, I'm. I already feel terrible for this hypothetical mother <laughs> having two children at a time ripped out of. Oh God, you're like right. That. That we didn't even think about the mom. Jeez. You non-sympathetic bastard. In this scenario, she died during childbirth. Unfortunately. Even worse. What do you have against hypothetical mothers? <laughs> I'm sorry. The baby. God. The baby still made it. The baby still. Made this it. happened is way this? back in the history of time, and it was <laughs> the <laughs> devil and his twin. This is what. And one died. <laughs> Okay, take me, but not my babies. <laughs> and thus, you have two babies born exactly the same time. Okay, and in that highly unlikely situation, she said they would probably still be different. Oh, yeah, they would probably still be different, even if they ah. came out the exact same time. Because you have even to if consider you the mother. how they react to their external environment. Like they could, you know, like whatever they experience, like could change them. Like de- depending on what they experience as a child. That's too. right. And so they like could you have tree to take off both into a different situation. Yeah, you have yeah, to take yeah. both into consideration. Like, you know, like the astrology is like a, a tendency. Like these are tendencies for you to be this way. But, you know, there's also all these other factors. too. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh factors show. I cannot fathom, you know. They're there. All right, you guys want to play a little game? Let's do it. We're going to play a little game. You guys ready to play this game? Yes. That's right. Idiot, idiot. That's right. All right, we're going to play a little idiom or idiot. This is the only fun game show that we play because it's the only game that we're going to play right now. What is the <laughs> what? object of the game? We're going to... I'm going to give you guys an idiom. Do we all know what an idiom is? It's like a phrase that we use that would be like, um, that's the bee's knees, you know? Or it's, it's a... God, what was the definition? It's a phrase that is no longer in its literal meaning that is taken mm-hmm. to mean something else. Absolutely. Okay. It's irony. And this, okay. actually, we did a whole episode on idioms. Don't look a gift horse in the mouth. Idiom, Don't bite idiot. the hand that feeds you. You guys have like all that. heard we say them every single day. Like, uh, here's a good one. So, well, I don't want to give you an example. Uh, not any of the game yet. Yeah, I'm not going to give you any of the game yet. But the idea is, is I'm going to give you 
an idiom, something we all heard, and I'll give you the definition of what we understand it to be. And then I'm going to tell you the origin of it, because that's the most fascinating thing about idioms is their origin. Right. So uh, I'm going to give you guys five of them. I think I made a tiebreaker just in case. And you guys oh are man. all going to be competing for Nick's Golden yeah. Jazz Master Guitar. Oh, man. It's getting He's intense. pulling it out right now. Right. He's got it. Oh, it's a beautiful. It's actually it's a beautiful guitar. It's sparkling. But the problem is that we're 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 live. Oh man, we're you're killing the illusion right now. <laughs> no, <laughs> it's right. really happening. Yep, it's Whoever's happening right now. Okay, I'll it. cut that so out. So you give us idiom, uh, the origins, and we I'm say give if you it's the true origin, or false. And then you tell me after I give you the origin if it's true or false. Okay. The one with the most wi uh, points wins. Each one is one point, and you're gonna win. You're gonna be fighting for the Golden Jazzmaster, <laughs> Nick's awesome reigning, reigning he champion. He's the reigning champion, I must admit. But we have to make sure that we have Elaine, our emergency exit girl, bring it out. <laughs> Why don't you come on out there? Woo. There she is. Ooh, wow, she's pretty, <laughs> huh? Yeah, she's wearing. Ooh, she's wearing a gold sequin dress. And she's got it in her hands. It's very heavy, I know. She's got the dress in her hands? <laughs> well, no, in her hands. She's got <laughs> oh, the guitar. Yes. She's got a dress in her hands. She's got the guitar, but it's very heavy. <laughs> it's very heavy. Oh, there she's, don't drag. Please don't drag it. Can someone help her? Do Nick, we not have a cart or something? Yeah, Nick, go up there and uh, help her. Okay. It's your guitar. Why don't you pick it up? All right, there goes Nick. Picking it up. All right. It's your guitar. Why don't you, why don't you <laughs> give us a little strum? Nah, that's a <laughs> it's over there. I don't think it. It's, it doesn't sound that great. It's made of gold. Probably wouldn't sound that great. I think that would resonate quite well. There oh, we there it is. <laughs> that was. It was just wasn't close enough to the mic. Sorry, right. my bad. Yeah, well, come on, man. You're what? You can't pick it up or something? No. You go to the gym. You can't pick up this golden guitar. <laughs> what is your problem? <laughs> girly man. All right. Well, I'm We're gonna, gonna fight. I wish. I wish I can win back his uh, his guitar. But right now, you two girls are gonna fight and win this guitar. All right, so the first one is, get it off my chest. I'm going to get it off my chest. Now, it's right. to relieve one mind by making a statement or confession. Right. Like right. you've been carrying around this, this secret or this burden, and you're, you're finally releasing yourself of it. That's right. It your chest. Yeah. So in the 18th century, writers and especially poets have talked about duties, delays, and other negative things as weighing upon them on their spirits. People who are worried or angry about something often feel a physical sensation in their chest from the stress and tension caused. Dealing with the stress by saying something gets rid of that feeling, getting it off your chest. True or false? We'll start with Amber. True. True. Sarah? Say true. Sarah's saying true. And Nick? Uh... I'm going false, like that, because that seems like just what the idiom means. So that doesn't seem like it would be an origin. That's just, I don't know. The answer is, let me get it. I have it in this uh, little envelope here. Okay. <laughs> All right. The answer is, it's actually true. Damn it! This is actually true, you guys. It actually comes from 18th century. That should have been a dead giveaway right there. 18th century. Oh, that means true automatically. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Number two. Cutting teeth. It's to acquire a new skill, or it means that you've acquired a, a skill a long time ago. So you're going to say, you know, I was cutting my teeth on that a long right. time ago. Right. You know. Oh, welding? I was cutting my teeth with that back in the day. Back in the day. All right. It's a <laughs> metaphoric reference to when a baby's teeth first appear. 
They grow or cut through the gums, often painfully. Nick, is this true false. or false? False. There it says false, Amber. False. Yeah. I have to go with the the rest. <laughs> I got to follow suit. Let me get, I got this envelope here. Okay. It's actually true, you guys. It's one, one of those ones that are very literal there. Oh, I, I was thinking it was that, like, rodents' teeth never stop growing, <laughs> so they're always chewing on shit to cut their teeth. Okay, like, so, Nick, you are down to... I'm at zero still. Zero. You one. still have one? You still have one. Here we go. I'm calling bullshit on that one. Number three. Bullshit. These have all been fact-checked, okay? So suck it. <laughs> this one's my favorite one right here. Number three. Tough titties. <laughs> It means bad luck or too bad. Okay. Right. This refers to actual mother nipples. When the nipple gets hard, it is less likely to produce milk. Sarah, true, true or false? True. She's saying true. Amber, true or false? True. Hmm. I'll go with true on that one. Okay. So let's see Open what we got your here. magic envelope there. It is actually true. I pulled All that right. one out, and I did not even know the origin of that, and I was very surprised. I see, actually, I wrote it up. When I thought of it, I had to write it down immediately. It's on my mirror there. Tough, Tough titties. <laughs> so that I wonder sure. what I was. I thought that was just... I what you to. say to yourself every day, like, I thought, oh, man, I don't want to go to work. One. Well, tough titties. I, get, I was like, <laughs> I knew this one would be a good one, but you guys, you guys all got it, so. All right. Number four. Number four. I heard it straight from the horse's mouth. Mm. All right. Originated in the 1960s, Americans tuned in every week to watch the famous talking Palomino Mr. Ed. Ed's owner was a somewhat klutzy architect named Wilbur Post. Many of the program's gags follow Mr. Ed's tendency to talk only to Wilbur. Therefore, hearing it straight from the horse's mouth. Let's go with Amber. True or false? True. Sarah. Uh, before I answer, I want to throw in. Do you know how they got Mr. Ed to talk on that show? Peanut butter. Peanut butter. That's <laughs> right. A bunch of peanut butter. But I'm also going to say false. That's bullshit. Call on bullshit. All right, let's see what we got here. Who said true? <laughs> Who said false? Did you say true? I said false. You said true. You guys said true. false. Okay, here we go. Envelope. All right. This is actually false. I made that up. It comes Tell from me. an. It comes from American horse racing. Um, if you were to get a tip as which uh, horse would be the best one to bet on, for example, you'd expect the best possible information to come from the innermost circle, or the horse's mouth, pretty much. I thought it was they actually looked into the horse's mouth, and you could tell by the way its teeth were growing. Also, I never look well, a gift horse in, in the mouth. You the never tooth. look a gift horse in the mouth no. for the same fucking reason, because yeah. like their teeth keep growing, so you could tell if they're lying about its age or how spry it is. It's a little that bit long, really long teeth. teeth. All right, so that yeah. was four down. So you didn't get any points on that, Amber, but Sarah got a point. And what does that so make you now? She's at. Th- I'm uh, at two. And you're at two as well. Am I at two? Or That's. You only had this one right, and you missed uh you've been missing yeah, a bunch I of them. Two. You had the first one right, and then everything <laughs> else. So <laughs> we we got to keep scorecards. Yeah, right. well, so I we got one. We got one more here. You got right, tough titties, actually. No, so you got tough titties. You're at three. You're at two. Oh, and you're at one. You got tough titties. You got in the first one, so you're two. You're two. All, right, All right, here we go. Time. Number five. Mm. We're gonna see who's gonna win this one right here. Second string. All right, it's a backup. It's your mm-hmm. backup. Mm-hmm. In 1930, the diddly bow is a single string instrument 
uh, which influenced the development of the blues sound. It consists of a single string of baling wire tension between two nails on a board over a glass bottle, which was used as both a bridge and a means to magnify the instrument's sound. Players would always carry a second or even third string due to the poor quality of strings at the time. Nick, true or false? False. Sarah, true or false? True. True. False. And false. Let me see what we got here. Let's see what you guys said. Uh, let's see. You're at three. You're at two, three, and two. So if you get this one right, Sarah, you win. Let's see here. What did you say? It's false? She said true. Oh, she said true. Well, it's actually false. In medieval we tied. times. We all three we tied. We all tied. I'm so glad I made an extra one. In medieval <laughs> times, an archer always carried around a second string in the case on uh, when, in the case of one of his bows broke. So that's where it comes from. Uh. It's still kind of the same idea. thought I'd throw a guitar thing. I actually looked up <laughs> one string instruments and the diddly bow came up. Thought, oh, yes. <laughs> gotcha. All right. So we got a tiebreaker. Everybody. We got a three-way tie so here. Three-way three tie. tie. So. One of you guys have to win, but statistically, two of you are probably going to win, or three of you are going to win. I don't think one person is going to lose on this one, but I got a good one. All right. In a pickle, number six. Ooh, in a pickle. In a pickle. It means you're in a tough spot, okay? We're in a tight spot. It basically comes from baseball, when you're stuck between bases, Mm -hmm. when they got you in a pickle. True or false? Sarah. False. I'm saying false because that's just using the idiom the way it's used. That's not an origin. Dude, it's been like that the last. Okay, but say. She's right. But the pickle had to come from somewhere. Just saying, guy caught between bases, you wouldn't think pickle. Like it needs to come from somewhere for them to use it in that situation. When you're like, you know, when you're running back and forth, you make this little pickle shape when you're running back and forth. Bullshit. He's calling bullshit. Let me go and get this last little. All right. It's actually false. I did make that up. But the phrase goes way back to the uh, 1600s. It was utilized in a play known as The Tempest by William Shakespeare in 1611. Mm, There are two characters in the play, Alfonso and Trinaculo, who use the expression while speaking to one another. Alfonso and Trinaculo is feeling ripe. Where should they find his grand liquor? Has they guided them? House cost thou in this pickle? And it's, that's where it comes from. And then he goes, Trinicolo goes, I have seen much pickle since. I saw you last. Fear me. I never walk what out of my bones. Shakespeare play is it's this? Sp- Your accents Spanish, are all over course. the place. Okay. All right. So, <laughs> looks like we have we two have way tie. ties. So, yeah. you're going to have to actually split your... You're going to have to cut the guitar in you half. You have to cut the guitar in half, and I'm so sorry. Rip the neck off. Right. Yeah, you actually, you don't have to rip it in half. Yeah, you, she gets... You get to decide we'll if just it's the neck or the body. We'll just we'll just split it like child custody or something. You get it, it a week, I'll get it a week. You get it a week. Okay. We'll <laughs> All right, but <laughs> she gets to have it today, it like so go ahead and hand it over to her. Uh, there you go. Heavy, Thank right? you, Nick. It's, uh, it's nice. It is heavy. That was idiot or idiom, you guys. Yay. Thank you for playing. I thought that was, that was a fucking great game. Woo. All right, so Pickle. we're going to go to Pickle. the news here.
That's right. All right. Let's talk about the news. We got the news. You know we do. I got something here to start off with, Nick. All right. Now, you've heard of the Westin Hotel, right? Yes. They just built it not too long ago, and it's near 6th Street, right near the Nook venue. Now, this hotel is suing this venue because it's too loud, or they're claiming it's too loud. The Nook is the open air one, right? Yeah, they're an outside venue, and they've got DJs and... They're complaining because they're suing them for a million dollars, first of all. A million dollars. A million dollars in lost in lost wages or whatever from what they would get from renters that are complaining or not going there and and it's it's they're they're coming there undercover with their little D B uh fucking machines and shit and going like, Oh, you guys are blah, blah, blah. but they're saying that they're working within their their guideline or within the allotted DBs they're allowed to be, mm-hmm. decibel, you know. And I find it just bullshit in the first place that a place that a building would put a structure up next to Sixth Street, the music capital of the fucking live music capital of the world, and then complain right. about like you gotta be aware of of your surroundings. Like if you're gonna put a hotel just off of Sixth Street, you've gotta expect music. Like it's, it's not like you've never heard of Sixth Street or what goes on there. Absolutely, and then or noticed it while you were building, or like <laughs> reconning the site, or any of that. Like this can't be a surprise to you. Maybe they did. Well, they could have built it with more soundproofing. They could have built that. it, you know, with that in mind. But why would you build a hotel right there if not for like people coming and wanting to go? Of course. To go downtown to do that thing. Yeah, they shouldn't be. Yeah, those kind of people that are in there should be into that. Like, hey, right. it's mostly these like so pr- these prickish elite that make that come part in of your marketing. Say, yep, yeah, sorry. Well, like, you know, we're only going to let people that want to be in here. You complain about music, tough shit. That's the mu- live music capital of the world, cocksucker. Get on with your life. Quit mom. trying to go to bed sober. Yeah, did you hear about this, Amber? I've always heard about it for the longest time in Austin. The rainy just street the, thing, too? Yeah, just the sound ordinance problems and stuff. Can you believe it? How does that make you feel? It's crazy. Well, I don't play down on 6th Street as much anymore, actually. Thank God. It's very (laughs) crazy down there and doesn't actually, uh, um, out of all Austin and the surrounding areas, uh, you don't make as much money down there on 6th Street. Very true. Very true. So eventually. Unless you're a DJ. Unless you, you know, want to be down there um, getting crazy every night. I'm not down for that. And then you go get parking at other places and things like that. Right. Right. Yeah, but I've heard of that uh, a few venues down on Sixth. Uh, yeah, what's the one that has the second story, like kind of rooftop? Five one two. I think Blind it might pig. be fi- might Blind be five one two. That's what I'm thinking of. it because Matthew Brodnax was playing there, a uh, mutual another blues scene local guy. Inspector uh, Gadget. And he was had there? he had the the cops called. Like the cops came and and shut his gig down because they were too loud. Who Ferris Bueller got his. Matthew um, Broderick? Oh, Broderick. Have y'all heard of that band Ozo Motley? Yeah. Yeah. Um, in Austin, around the entire world, they do their same show around the world where they leave the venue with all their drums and go marching outside the venue. Here in Austin, it made worldwide news. Y'all don't remember this? Huh. How long ago was this? It was about maybe five to ten maybe eight years ago. Oh, I'm about uh, five. I'm about, yeah, we're, we're and, still newbies out here. And so they uh, they go doing the regular thing, on and they were on 6th Street somewhere, and they come walking out with all the drums outside. The whole band, li- really, they got arrested. In Austin, wow. Texas, made news. 
because our police force is pretty, you know, crazy sometimes. And so they arrested Ozo Motley for doing the same show that they do all around the world. So like the supposed live music capital of the world put the kibosh on something yeah, that happens think they'd everywhere. Be, oh, oh my God! Yeah, you think you, they would be? It would be like a no. parade here. Like it, it would be expected out here. Yeah, Ooh. and they all spent the night in jail. I can't believe it. You know? Yay! And they haven't been back since. I don't know if that's true. I don't know. We'd have to look that <laughs> up. Write a, write a note and look that up later. See if they ever came back. That's yeah. crazy. So I'm sure they have. Yeah, so this is still going on. This is still in the progress. This is current news in Austin right now. You should keep your eye on it because if this happens and Weston somehow wins a million dollars from this venue, they will have to shut down, and that'll be just that the will, beginning right, that of, will be the, end of the worst shit that's going to start happening out here. Although that one being open air, like other ones are at least enclosed. Suck so an egg. It doesn't fucking matter. It's downtown, dude. It's No, I'm not defending magic. the hotel. Yes, I mean, you maybe are. They, they, no, I'm saying it. They might not sue other venues because they're enclosed. So it's it well, it's basically. I don't know. I mean, I was just, either way. I was just busting your chops, but it's just like that patent troll thing I was telling you about with uh, Adam Kroll and podcast. You know, so they're just bull. It's well, it's not like that, but <laughs> it's just like I mean, it's not like that. That is you know. that they have to go fight. They got to go fight this uh, this lawsuit for nothing. And if, right. if they win, what do they win? You know, right. They had to go pay all this money to go in court, and like they, this company just bled them out a couple hundred thousand dollars to defend themselves for nothing. Right. So, this shouldn't happen. That you damned know. Damned if you do, damned if you name. don't. So, what do you got? What do you got? Um. Well, uh, when I woke up this morning, I saw a news thing. Uh, Monday night. That would be last night, or I guess two nights ago, depending on when. It's going it out this. on Tuesdays. Uh, House Republicans passed an amendment to the rules that would gut the Office of Congressional Ethics by putting the independent body under the control of lawmakers themselves and silent the ability of watchdogs to make public statements about their investigations. Uh, so, neighborhood what this watch, means, man. they are putting. They took this thing that was set up in 2008 after a bunch of congressmen got arrested for scandals. They set up the OCE. Office of Congressional Ethics to be outside of them all to basically be a watchdog and police them. And if they caught dirty shit going down in Congress, they could investigate and take action. Yes, we need them. Absolutely, we do. So they got a, And now what they do, they have six rules here. The OCE can no longer be independent. Instead, it will be under the House's Committee on Ethics, which uh, is run by Congress. New World Order. Two, the office will no longer be able to accept anonymous tips from whistleblowers. So people can't, like... Can't call and threat. Say, hey, so Paul Ryan did this jacked up shit. Well, what's your name? Well, I don't want to know, but you need to investigate this. Well, they can't do that now. Uh, Three, the ethics office must stop any investigation if the House committee tells them to. Say that again? That's a big one. The ethics office must stop any investigation if the House committee tells them to. Can you believe that? Oh, my God. So the people that are – like, this is basically – they get to tell the police – no, you can't look into us anymore. What are we going like, to do, man? Number four. Oh, we're not done. The ethics office cannot investigate any tips on misconduct that took place before January 3rd, 2011. I wonder what was going on that they don't want looked into. Wait, before 2011? Before January of 2011. They don't want look a- before anything before You cannot January look into t- anything before that. That is some shady shit right there. Because what happened in the, la- in the next eight months after that? 9/11 happened. 
Yeah, they can't look in before. They can't look before right. that. And that's when all that shit probably... So we being planned? <gasps> all right. Oh, my number God. Five. Number five. The <laughs> office can no longer talk about its findings or even hire a spokesperson. Number six. The OCE cannot investigate any criminal cases or turn allegations of corruption over to law enforcement. So even if they do find something under all these restrictions they have, they can't turn it over to law enforcement. They can't do anything about it. Uh... And they voted on all this yesterday, kind of on the DL, keeping it quiet. And uh, then, on my way over here today, I heard on the radio that they backed out and are not going to go through with it. So I came oh, up with all this thank God. to talk about. Oh, thank um, goodness. And then decided That was the beginning of so the I end. Had, right I had there. all this stuff to like go off about how shitty this was, and now they're not going to do it. But one thing I did see was someone said... This was an excuse for Donald DJ Trump to to look ethical without actually doing anything ethical. Okay, so when this happened, he tweeted, with all that Congress has to work on, do they really have to make the weakening of the independent ethics watchdog, as unfair as that may be, their number one act and priority? So he wasn't speaking out against it per se, just saying we've got more important things to worry about. And then the next day they decide they're not going to do it. Good. So whether or not he had anything to do with it is beside the point. Um, but I'm glad they're not going through with it because I was about to be really fired up about that bullshit. You know what fires me up, man? People talking about you know fake grinds news. grinds my gears? You know what really grinds my gears? <laughs> you know, uh, fake news, man. When this started coming out, it's just like conspiracy theory. It's the same fucking word. And, you know, I've got a clip of Denzel. Good old Denzel. Good old Denzel. And he's going to tell us a little bit about his take on... Uh, There's been a lot of buzz about this fake news. You were fake the subject news. of a fake news story. Oh, yeah, what'd they say? I was running for president? No, no, no I voted. No, what'd they say? You switched your support. I switched, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. What do you make of all of fake news? Did it affect If you yours? don't read the newspaper, you're uninformed. If you do read it, you're misinformed. Hmm. So what do you do? That's the great question. <laughs> what is the long-term effect of too much information? One of the effects is the need to be first, not even to be true anymore. So what a responsibility you all have to be to tell the truth, not just to be first, Called them out. but to tell the truth. We live in a society now where it's just first. Who cares? Get it out there. We don't care who it hurts. We don't care who we destroy. We don't care if it's true. Just say it. Sell it. Anything you practice, you'll get good at, include, including BS. That's right. Damn. Dude, he called him out, Denzel. man. I'm telling you, man. So, like, I've always thought about that, too. It's like fake news. They're just they're just putting a label on that. And, you know, I told you that Drudge report that that's considered fake news. And if you look up what is fake news, can, what they put Alex Jones in this one and they put the Drudge report. This guy has links to like MSNBC and right among other ones, too. It's not just like MSNBC, CBS and, you know, AP and all that shit. It's up to you to really decide what is fake news or not, you know, and some people say they get it from YouTube. They get it from Facebook. And I got a clip here that tells us a good story about this here. And this is actually a YouTuber. I think his name is uh, Anomaly. You won't hear another politician say that. They spend hundreds of millions of dollars to be me, 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 trying to get all the attention, and they still can't do it. And Bernie Sanders gets all the attention, all the respect, and all the love. It's because he's real. It's because he's honest. It's because he's intelligent and he's telling you the truth and they can't figure it out. You got the news like, 
The fake news is taking over. Why are people on YouTube and Facebook? Someone actually came up to me and said, you know why Donald Trump won? I'm like, oh, this is going to be good. How? Let's see this well-researched, educated person. He said he won because there's so much fake news on Facebook. That's a media lie. Fake news on Facebook? Of course there's some fake news, but people are going to Facebook and YouTube and Twitter for news because corporate news is that bad. They have all the money. They have all the connections. They have all the visibility that we never have. But yeah, people like me in an apartment are reaching more people. It's not because we're pathetic in our parents' basement. It's because you're so pathetic that people trust us in our freaking houses more than they trust you because you're not honest. And you have all the money at any second you could change and be the man and still be rich and still have all the attention. But you can't seem to do it. Duh, duh, duh. It's because you're fake journalists. It's because you're all bought out corporate journalists who don't have an ounce of respect and accountability. That's right. This kid, this kid's got a point, He's man. He's fired up. He's fired up. I'm fired up, you know. But what can you do, man? Right. Learn See, about the real things out there, I guess. I don't think that independent means fake news or anything like that. Like, just because it's not mainstream doesn't mean fake to me. When I get all fired up about fake news, it's, like, obviously made up shit. That See, fake news to me means actually fake, not yeah, just. But that, so, that like, InfoWars doesn't necessarily mean fake news unless he's, like, saying complete bullshit and spreading it out there. That would be it's fake. It's hard to say, man. Right, but. 17, 17, uh, I think the I term the term fake news applies to anything. Like if somebody wants to do their own reports on YouTube, that doesn't mean it's fake. They can be just as educated as anybody else and can report truthfully on anything, just like everybody else. So that doesn't necessarily mean fake to me, anyway. Well, you're fake. You know, individual contribute contributors contribute to Wikipedia. Just regular people, right? Yeah. You can write whatever you it want. It gets updated all and the time. And how often are we looking up on Wikipedia for something? All the time. And that could be just somebody saying I'll tell you something. one thing. We've right. done tons of shows, and we've cited, uh, we have Wikipedia. cited Wikipedia many times, many times. But you also got to get the disclaimer, like, this is Wikipedia, so. So Wikipedia, in this <laughs> case, is fake news, you know? It's considered fake news. but it's Well, it's it's not news. It's like an encyclopedia. It's it's a research source. It's not news. Yeah, but there's going to be those, uh, those, those posts that are obvious. Well, sure. Conspiracy theories. I mean, you can find conspiracy theories on there. Right. You know, and it is research. You know, it is reference. Yeah, I wish so it, I would sit in the reference section of a library. If, if I have a genie, libraries. if I have a genie right now in this bottle of Topo Chico, and it pops out, I one wish would be, I wish I had more Topo Chico. I, I wish that I had Wikipedia and the internet when I was growing up. <laughs> that would be cool. I might be more right. successful in my life other than sitting in my apartment making podcasts with some amazing people. So, I think it's a still good turnout either way. So, thank you guys for listening to uh, Emergency Exit. Check us out on Facebook, SoundCloud. Uh, give us five stars on iTunes. You know, shout out to uh, Papa Gord if you're listening. I see you're listening, but I need you to respond, brah. Come on. Damn, that's I need a you to personal respond. Call out. That's right. He's my boy. And I say hi to Francis. That's my boy over there, too. See if you're listening. And do uh, you have any plugs to plug there, uh, Mr. Nick Ryder? Uh, I saw Miss Laura Ryder, Mrs. Ryder, the commented. Mrs. Yeah. So I guess I can shout out. That's all I got. Shout out to my the shout outs, the wife. That's and uh, check out Amber Lucille on Reverb Nation. And AmberLucille.com. Oh, Ooh, website. Fudge, yeah. Fudge, yeah. <laughs> Squarespace, baby. Yeah. Was it Squarespace? Uh, no, just 
Go, go daddy. Well, yeah, we're thinking of trying wow. to get this going. Um, <clears throat> I do want to just kind of hint to you guys about the, the tournament of scientists, the scientists fight. Oh, that's right. We're going to get into that. A Next battle time. royale of the brains. Uh, we're going to make a bracket, and we're going to have the scientists, all the best ones, they're going to fight. Who's going to win in a fight? Like, talking about who's going to fight? Edison, Neil deGrasse Tyson. Who's going to win? How about Edison versus Tesla? Tesla. How that about would, See, that one would be good, because those two would fucking duke it out, I feel. How about Stephen Hawking versus anybody? <laughs> I guess, okay, we know who. He, he still could win, dude. He's got a lot of power. <laughs> but thank you guys for listening. We really appreciate it. Email us, emergencyexitpodcast at gmail. Um, anything else am I missing? SoundCloud, you guys are listening to us already. Um, right. Twitter at EMEXpod. And that's it. Amber Lucille is going to play us out with a little song that she wrote. Thank you guys for tuning in, and that's right. Oh